Alright guys, welcome back to another episode of H&K Video Game Experience. As always, this is Clearfire with Hollywood here, Hollywood Cole. And we actually have two guests tonight to talk about EverQuest. Uh, our first guest, uh, usual guest here, is Coach RX, And we actually have a new guest here. Her, uh, her, her uh, screen name is actually Edgiest Thunder. So, Edgy, we'd like to welcome you to the podcast. And uh, just speak real quick a little bit about your name and, and uh, the games you play and stuff you enjoy. Hey, guys. Um, first of all, I just want to thank you all for having me on. It's a real honor to be invited. I, I love what you guys are doing on the podcast and... Um, I think we're going to have a lot of fun. Um, but yeah, I uh, um, EverQuest was my first real um, gaming experience, I guess. I uh, started 2001. The game was about two years old at the time, and I was 11 years old at the time. Um, so that was my first computer gaming experience. But I uh, also grew up with two older brothers, so um, playing console games with them. We played a lot of sports games, um, you know... 007, a lot of car racing games and stuff like that. So, um, yeah, I guess my, my kind of gaming history, it's been a big part of my, my childhood and all of my adult life. So um, pretty pretty wide variety of games that I've played. But How did you hear about EverQuest and what, um, what drew you to it? Um, so I actually learned of the game from my stepfather at the time. Um, he played, um, and he played for like a couple of years, but he introduced me to the game. He played a wizard on EverQuest and, um, he got me into it and I was just hooked right away. Like, um, started playing one night, freaked out the first time I died, like ran downstairs, had to come get him to, to help me figure out what to do. Um, but yeah, I just, just definitely got hooked on it and started playing it and have played on and off ever since. Uh, but yeah, I definitely loved it. It was, it was really, it was definitely revolutionary for its time, you know, cause it was, um, it was the high tech thing back then. I know it's not so much anymore, but, um, I, ju I just thought it was awesome. So enjoyed playing it, enjoyed the community and everything. And for all you listeners out there too, Edgy does do some streams of EverQuest so um, once this podcast hits and drops, we'll post links to her stream, and also she archives it out to YouTube, so we'll actually have links to all that, so you can go see her videos, check all that out. Give her a listen, give her a follow, check her out. She's got some good content as well, so make sure you pass that around and get that around, but we'll get that on our Facebook page for you as well. So everybody else, how's it going? How's it going, Hollywood? I know I've been chatting with you for a little bit and all that. It's going so. good, man. Um, I just recently picked up a Monster Hunter and... Uh, some uh my wife just looked in the window i don't know i thought she was going to come in here so stall me <laughs> out a little bit uh monster hunter and um i actually picked up two wii u games that were used for my son bayonetta it was like 11 bucks i was like sweet perfect is in a box good condition is that gamestop everything's at gamestop and uh the uh super what's it called paper mario color splash my, me and my son yeah. play that it's actually pretty fun it's a little mario rpg and then i reserved the secret of mana uh, which I never reserve, and I didn't even think about that. And I see that you have yours there. <laughs> you didn't. You, we switched roles there. I didn't reserve mine, and you result, reserved yours. But um, I'm interested to see how limited it actually is. And somebody, uh, Nick Thianos, left a uh, comment for us on a. He's a friend of mine, but he left a comment on us on H for, for us on H and K, talking about how it's not getting good reviews. And I haven't yeah. seen any of the reviews, but I, you know, it's on the SNES Mini. Uh, mm -hmm. Secret of Mana is, and you go back and play it. And it is kind of basic, man. I mean, it is really basic. I mean, uh, which is to be expected. But I think even back then, I mean, that was kind of a 
the closest to real time, uh, are, you know, yeah. real time swinging and uh, swords and all that instead of doing turn based. And plus, you could play two or three players like it was some kind of revolutionary thing. And that's why they included them as NES and NES Mini, I guarantee you, because it had two players. Well, and it's a beginner RPG as well, too. So right. So how's that going to translate over to today's people that are used to Dragon Hunter and you know Shadows of Mordor yeah. and Dark Souls and all this real complex thing? And all you're really doing is char- the best we- best attack you can do with your sword is to charge it up like one or two swings. <laughs> I mean, but you know, I think it's going to play on the nostalgia factor for a lot of uh, old school gamers, and I hope it does yeah. good because maybe this will be like a common thing. Yeah. Maybe they'll remake Final Fantasy uh, six. Well, uh, to the to the whole aspect of limited uh, release, my GameStop over uh, over here from that's uh, about uh, five or ten minutes away from my house. They actually only have one more copy of this game left. Oh, that's good. And from what he's telling me is is they don't get any more after this. They said that this is all we're sending you. They only sent them, I think, five copies above what was pre reserved. So it is a re- limited release as far as disc is. Now you can go and buy digital copies of it all day long, but the disc version is the limited release part of it. Okay. So. I'm I'm kind of uh, spoiled by technology. I haven't bought a a physical game in like years. <laughs> if, if my my hard drive were to crash, I'd just have nothing. Yeah, yeah. that's like Comcast. When you get to buy, you want to buy this uh, new release of uh, American Made. Like, no. What if I don't got Comcast in a year? I won't ever watch it again. Yeah. You know, like why it, would I do that? It, but I can buy a hard it, copy. They're, they're, they're about to start peddling uh, Justice League, like the pre. DVD release, you can like mm-hmm. download it for thirty bucks. <laughs> they do it every time a new movie comes out. So, Coach, what's been going on in your world? I mean, I know I know we've gotten to play a little Monster Hunter together lately, but what else you been doing? Yeah, just that and 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 work. And now that hunting season ended at the end of January, I'm kind of in. You're hunting virtual monsters now. <laughs> Yeah, that's, that's, yeah, that's what drew him to it. He just sits off know, in the tree somewhere, waits. <laughs> you got to get in the game, man. Well, you know that that is a, a funny thing. You mentioned that because of one of my friends that that pitched that request to me that got me playing it. He would he would like call me up and say, you know, you want to go hunting, and he related it to you just seriously you're sitting in a tree waiting for <laughs> request you know, something to, hunting, to come like out. You're saying. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. You get an upgraded on, on, 270 instead of, it, instead it, of a 243. It, 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 at least on EverQuest, you know the spawn time. Right. Imagine if you knew, imagine if you knew a deer a deer spawned at 5 p.m. <laughs> yeah, they do spawn you know, on the field, too. They don't <laughs> walk out. You don't ever see one walk out. Like you said back in the day, your first paw comes through the break through the woods and just start walking out. Oh, there he is. Then a couple of them just spawned out. Yeah, it, it got so big. Well, I say bad, but I, I was so into EverQuest when I was in college that I, I was, there was an old quest. It was called the Eye Patch of Plunder. Yeah. It's The stats are so bad now that nobody would use it, but there was a camp in Velius. Uh, it was called Stormfeather. And it, every every 18 hours, there was a chance it would spawn. You know, so it wasn't necessarily... It's like 18 hours device, plus I, or minus 30, 36 yeah. hours or something like that. And if somebody's <laughs> there, you got to leave. It was awful, but but I, I would set my alarm clock to wake up in the middle of the night and check that spawn. Yeah. Oh, oh, my gosh. Your computer on in the bazaar all night. That was so much fun. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and just have you guys sit there. That, 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 that's, that's what my um, played on EverQuest is 
it's something like four years, you know, which if I was actually playing, that would be ridiculous. But before they had the offline mm-hmm. vendor, I, my character was pretty much on online all the it's time. True. What do they expect you to just sit there and look at the screen? No, people are going to leave. <laughs> they'll, leave they'll leave their yeah. guy there. And somebody post up over the top of your character, making it hard for somebody to click you. Mm-hmm. And you got to move. Yeah. <laughs> but the uh, reason I asked yeah, about the EverQuest, why you started playing, because it's just kind of funny. And uh, Mitchell, Mitchell kind of get a kick out of this, too. The reason I played, like, uh, I think Trip turned me on to it. or something. No, I think mm-hmm. you turned me on to it, Mitch. And just kind of, you know, we, we always play the RPGs. And if you, if you listen to the show at all, you know that me and Clear have always played these RPGs. We, um, and so the idea of having, you know, of course you think you're good at them. There's nothing, you know. It's all relative. There's no, no way to judge how good somebody else is at it at that point in, in time, early 90s and stuff. But uh, And when EverQuest came out, you automatically think, you know, oh, I'm going to make this uh, killer warrior or this killer rogue or whatever, and I'm going to trick him out. You know, I spent that's like the first time you really started trying to deck your character out with, you know, some mystical, I think my guy had like, you know, some like white eyes or whatever, like all the way through type of deal. But uh, the Dark Elf, that was, that was actually like my third character, uh, Locky was. But um, you think you're going to stand out, you know, somehow. And like, you're not, it's like life. You think you got this uh, this handle on it. No, I'm going to go do all this. And everybody's going to want uh, the, the, the my rogue and this. And it's like, nah, man, you're, there's a million. Well, that, 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 was the, that was the first game that maybe you are, like, are a standout in your class, like, like, um, oh, I, I, we need this tank for this right. battle or this rogue has more DPS, but you can't do anything by yourself. You have to have you know, see, other people. You forget, that, you that, know, back, that was my first. Back then, we didn't know what the class, you know, there was no, we didn't know what DPS, tank, healer, <laughs> you know, you always have three DPS, a tank and a healer, you know, we didn't know that. I just thought oh, a rogue, you know, it's more like, um, you know, I don't know. I guess I thought it was more RPG-ish or something. I thought it was more role-playing, and you just kind of run around. And I guess I, thought, I maybe thought you could do more. But I mean, it was amazing just to go sit with the group. You know, you call out wherever you are. Hey, rogue, looking for a group just to grind out uh, for hours. You know, sitting in this one zone somewhere, and then you just move to the next zone. But that was so much fun back in the day. Um, planes of power classes. Classes were so well defined back then. Like, unless you're doing like you know bottom feeding in an old zone, a rogue can't tank, no, a and a warrior's DPS is, is so uh, weak that it's not even you know worth the spot in the yeah. group. It was, and now everything's so diluted down. Pretty much, they've got every class being mediocre at everything (laughs) well now now everything is is really defined by um what i talked about a little bit earlier alternate abilities so um for people that don't know what those are imagine like in uh say a console action rpg the skill tree um imagine Mm -hmm. the most complicated skill tree you could ever imagine put it on steroids and then have it not have any like graphics to it. So it's just basically you have this list of skills for every single class. There's, I don't know how many dozens Hunts. of, of Hunts. different skills that you can have. And there's even more of them now. The game is, is just, it's grown a lot in the different abilities you can have. And every class is really defined by those. You know, you have your spells um, and those, those become really important. 
but it's it's those alternate abilities. There's a both active active and passive alternate abilities that you can have that, that define the way you play and how you play your class. So, you know, you can have a level 110, um, let's say a, a shaman, um, uh, two level 110 shamans, one without many alternate abilities and one that's maxed out. They are two totally different players. Yeah, and it yeah. all comes down to how how much knowledge they have about those abilities and, and how they optimize those. So it there's that's where the depth in the, the class system comes in. So you were mentioning earlier that, you know, you had your tank, you had your healer and you had your DPS, but now there's there's a DPS and you have hybrids and you have you need your slowers and your crowd control and all that stuff. It's all pretty necessary, especially in raids. Um, you want to have a really good balance of all those classes. So there's a lot of strategy in that. It's so crazy. Real quick, real quick, I got something to say about the eight alternate abilities. Right. I mean, because it, it is a uh, our alternate advancement. Because that was like you said in ninety one, or I don't know when that, or not excuse me, ninety nine, or whenever the yeah. game came out. And that truly lets you fine tune your character, just Absolutely. like you said. And it just blows I think my the mind. Came out in Luckland. It just blows my mind that no other game has really implemented that system you know no no that's like it's, one of the first ones and it lets you really customize your play style and set you apart right I, I think where i think where it came from was the designers saw that when people reached max level and they couldn't increase the power of their character they would start to burn out so it's kind of know? a accidental and, and AAs, yeah yeah aas were always something you never could quite max out before the next expansion <laughs> yeah but you can start and, uh, getting them before you max level yeah you can that's what yeah, was so yeah, cool about it i mean that i mean it's a great system and you could put 80 percent of your experience to aa and to 20 percent to your actual experience bar you know yeah, or, or yeah. vice versa i mean it was I, that was awesome about the game i like that yeah well, just guys, a, well, go ahead. Try, yeah i'm gonna try to slow y'all down a little bit before we get too deep in this i want to get some news going first and then uh, start asking y'all some questions since you I'm got the, three I, EverQuest players here. I know, I know. You got <laughs> three EverQuest players, and y'all are rolling hardcore, and it's great. But I want to be able to ask some questions and get get in here a little a little bit, so people at least know I'm sitting here. <laughs> right so, on. <laughs> um, first, all, I do want to point out. You know, we we mentioned earlier uh, Monster Hunter World. It's a game that I've do, do, uh, dove head first into. I've got uh, over forty hours in it. I know that doesn't sound like a lot, but it's only been out about three weeks, and for me, forty hours in three weeks that's a lot of time to a game. But uh, in within two weeks, it actually sold six million copies. Uh, that's the best best sales ever for a Capcom game ever. So that's a that's a big deal there. I just want to pass that around. And then also to another bit of news uh, for a game that Hollywood plays, uh, and he even uh, I think he made a comment on the post that I posted about uh, a guy in uh, Call of Duty hit max player rank without firing a single shot. You know, from what I know of Call of Duty, it's a tough game to hit max rank, let alone doing it without firing a shot. What did he do? Use daggers? He used daggers. That's all he did was use daggers and stealth attacks and whatever else that he had without firing Unless he got it recorded or something. I'm, I'm not sure exactly. I read the article, but I mean, I was just—I was just like, my gosh, how in the world did you do it? Because I know you've got to hit like a certain rank to start doing prestige, and then you've got prestige above that, and then you hit max it rank. Like ten prestige levels, and they're yeah. all fifty-five levels each. Yeah, I mean, so, so he did—he did, he did then, it without then, firing a shot. And then after you get to the max prestige, I think you still got to get to like level one thousand, which is pretty much doing it all over again. Yep, <laughs> pretty much. It's ridiculous. 
That's, that's a lot so, of time. So he did, he did that, and I thought, he thought that was pretty awesome. Guy. Yeah, but I just want to give that player, I don't I don't remember his name, I just want to give him that shout-out and give him that props that we can, because that's pretty impressive there. As us all being like gamers, dropping that much time in a game, that's just crazy. And then, of course, too, well, we've already mentioned this several times, but I'm going to mention it again. Secret of Mana dropped today. It's a game from mine and Hollywood's history, from where we played back in the day. We played this game together back in the day a long time ago, so I want to mention it, because it's got nostalgia factor. And if you're able to pick up a hard copy, pick it up because the hard copy is a limited release you can digitally download it but the uh, hard copy itself is a limited edition so go check if it out could get, pick it up. if anybody's listening to this and they're like 20 years or younger i'd be interested to see do they even care you know about <laughs> yeah. secret of mana i want to hear that 93 if somebody actually cares about it or if it's just all people that played it on the snes that was 93 i, I yeah Mm-hmm. You I recognize the name, another of those Square Enix yeah, Squaresoft games. back then. Anytime that mm-hmm. Squaresoft came out, I was all over it. Oh, yeah. that That's interesting that, that I didn't, I, I noticed it, but uh, Monster Hunter being a Capcom game, that's the entire Street Fighter franchise. It is. And to, to outsell them, that's that's Well, what's something. cool is, is also to speak of that, in Monster Hunter World, you're actually going to be able to, say. you're actually going to be able to play as Ryu very soon. Um, if you okay. if you already have a Street yeah. Fighter Five save on your PS4, you can go uh, go earn the quest. It's a Hunter Rank Three quest. It's really easy to get. You just have to get the parts to craft it. Basically, it's it's armor. You have to have the entire set. Once you put it on, you look just like Ryu, and you can do stuff like That's that. Cool. So it's it's kind of cool. It's pretty neat. Can... There's some commercials of it and everything. It looks pretty cool. And so go they check it out. Hadouken and her. Uh, Mega Man X, you know. That, so I wonder if they had a Hadouken off in a <laughs> Monster Hunter to well, just speaking, kill a monster with one. Speaking hit. to that too is is there is going to be an eight bit set of armor for your Palico that makes it look like a Mega Man makes it look like Mega Man eight bit style. I like what they're doing. <laughs> nice. That's pretty cool. It's it's interesting that their their brand loyalty, I guess you'd call and it. And another kicker to all that, it's all free. Well, here's what it said to me today. I actually, it was killing the Bareth before. That's what took me a little bit longer to get on, I guess. But uh, it's I, I finished an investigation, and it asked me, like it said, to give me one of the awards. It said you have to have a Street Fighter Five save file. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Seriously, yes. and I was like, what? Yeah. Oh, that's Capcom. Uh, yeah, that, that, that kind of all random games. My, no, no, no. My, my, go, my Street Fighter's on Xbox. Go rent it. Go rent it from Redbox. You can rent it from Redbox for a dollar. You know, go rent it from Redbox and then and then put it in there. Make a save real quick, and then there you go. <laughs> you got to send in a proof of purchase from Xbox. <laughs> and I think it runs. Through, I think it runs for about a week or so that this little that this micro event runs. Now, granted, in the future, I think within a month they'll have it to where you can do it, get it without having a save. But they're doing an early release for the people on PS4 only, Monster Hunter. It's another exclusive to PS4. So that's where, once again, like we were talking about last week with the exclusives, there, there, there are week before last. So that, that's that whole exclusive thing going on again. So, but um, that's all the news I have for us tonight. So let's go ahead and jump back into EverQuest. I'm sorry for breaking y'all up on that. I didn't, <laughs> didn't want to get too far deep in it. And y'all news had a great is important. On there. It, that's okay. <laughs> but we got to squeeze that news in a little bit so people have have a little bit of everything in in in, in the podcast for us. So, 
Um, my first thing I, I want to drop and I want to ask y'all is, is, and some of y'all have touched this and everything, but what was your big draw to wanting to play EverQuest? Because for me, I tried to play it and I couldn't get into it. But what really just sucked you in? What what piece of EverQuest really just sucked you into the game? Well, I got to say this about you, Clear. I remember I got you want, at least wanting to play it. You came over to my house mm-hmm. and I was showing you the character creation screen. And it was like I was saying earlier, it makes it seem like it was so specialized. Like nobody knows what, what Calanthus, I can't remember what his face looked like, what color eyes his character had or nothing like that. But when you create your character, you think everybody's going to see it and all this, you know, and really Mm -hmm. take some detail in there. But I guess it is just for you. But after I showed you that, you were like, yeah, yeah. I remember the last thing you said was like, yep, I'm going to get it now. I was talking (laughs) about the, uh, I've had my Druid, I don't, Eldowin or something like that. Um, well, in the in the in the beginning, you could everybody just looked very generic. They did the they redid the models in uh, the Luckland expansion, and you actually looked more like a modern cartoon, yeah. a modern video game character. But in the beginning, you were just a, an amalgamation. Blocky. It was just and yeah, and everybody played in first person, so you never saw yourself anyway. So we just kind of let it slide. The erudites had enormous foreheads. <laughs> it was just, uh, yeah, and I, I think they still do, it, but they're just—they're not, you know, eight-bit looking. But what what drew me in was watching my friends play. We, we all played uh, Magic and Dungeons and Dragons and Vampire. You know, mm-hmm. we we just had a little a little group that did everything, you know, gaming together. And they started playing EverQuest, and I would just like go by their house, and I'd see them running down the beach, you know, and a first person, you know, yeah. Um, and they were they were casters, and I guess they were kiting. Now that I know, you know, the terminology and what was going on, but at the time, to me, it just it seemed enormous, you know. Other than the occasional having to zone, it was just open world. You could do whatever you want to, and this was still in a pretty you know side scrolling game uh, 98 there was a few you know exceptions but but this it was all overhead top down like dragon warrior when you got out in the open world and this was just revolutionary and i finally finally jumped in well, you told me about it and sorry i just got to say this real quick uh, for mitch you told me about i remember it now when you're talking it just came to me at jones and you were telling me about Trip had the wizard because the area died, and you were a warrior, and you were just, you just the possibilities are endless in your mind. And you were like, Trip has a spell that'll kill me in one hit, you know. And yeah. I was like, Oh my gosh, dude, that's like to have that kind of power walking around in this imaginary game. But you, know, you don't know about you got a duel and you know this kind of deal. Well, the, there was always the duel. I just never, I never got into that PvP culture. Yeah, but it's it's there. But you had to say like. Slash duel unless you were on a PvP server. <laughs> I, I played one PvP and got in there. And after the very beginners, they, they won't, they can't mess with you. Or at least when I was playing, if you're ten or under, and like one dude was just his whole life on EverQuest was just to run from this mob of people <laughs> that would just kill him <laughs> and take. And he'd just spawn and he would, and I could just see him shouting for help and all this. And every time I'd get on, it seems like this dude's just getting mobbed. And I was like, dude, I don't want to get above ten. This is not very fun. Well, that, there's always that griefer game culture, you know, the people who, they just seem to get out of making other people miserable. And and EverQuest is one of the first 
Because you have to be online to do it. You know, you can't grieve somebody sitting beside them on the couch. Yeah, and, they uh, like swing on you for real. It, it was one of the a first. Lot safer over line, I, online. It, I, I played EverQuest on dial-up until 2004. <laughs> even, 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 even when I was at Ole Miss, I had AOL dial-up in my apartment. Um, that was when I got my first cell phone. But EverQuest is, I guess you would call it MMORPG. Right. The, the first game where everybody playing the game is there together. And, uh, you know, talking about grief and, you know, they're always the people that would pull the trains on you and stuff. <laughs> there, any, any time there, there's that many people together, there's going to be some, yeah. some, yeah. Old, you know, that, <laughs> there's that, always that guy. They'll figure out, a, even, even rogues, they would just like, get aggro and run into your camp and hit escape <laughs> and they're just unless unless there was something that that could see in vias they were just after i'll let edgy go in a herd field and then i want to tell you start, dunk, stay there. I gotta, start ducking over your court i gotta tell you about a funny rogue story after this <laughs> yeah i i think for me um uh it's just uh, the sense of immersion you have in the game you're in this world and i had no idea starting out how massive it really is and all put it to scale right now i think the size of the game is 300 square miles and we, we can talk more about that later Jeez. and in in comparison to other games that's still pr- it's bigger than most games out there still um but getting in there you're in this world it and i remember the first time seeing a player run by me i had to ask like was that was that a real person and just that sense that you're con, like con you are your character and you're in this game it has day and night it has weather it has an economy it has you know trading and like it, it just it completely immerses you um in this world and it 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 gets bigger every time you level up and go into a new zone to adventure um so that's really what sucked me in and then of course the community when you finally join a guild and you start interacting with other people and they're helping you and you get to where you can help other people um i think that was a really really cool aspect of it too that drew me in so um yeah like i said it was that's just cool. it was just really big for its time and um it's it's changed a lot but it's still i think it it still harnesses some of those features still today to, to, to your point, um, talking about the the zones and how big it is, EverQuest was also unique in that you could go anywhere. Mm. As long as you could live. If yeah. you didn't get killed, and you could run from your starting city to the end game yep. when it started. Like, uh, I think the Vox, the Red Dragon, and Nagafin, the uh, Red mm-hmm. Dragon, were the be-all, end-all, and you could make, if you could survive, you could run from your starting city to their feet. And, uh, <laughs> of course, they'd kill you then, but none of the zones were level-locked, right, progression-locked. Right. Locked. It, it used to just be just like the real world, I guess, yeah. anywhere you could mm-hmm. get to. Claire, do you remember uh, playing it starting off at uh, Freeport, the little town, walking out? Yeah, killing. I vaguely remember it. Uh, I remember running around doing a little bit there, and I remember the first time I ventured out of the city, um, I, I was walking. I'm trying to I'm trying to keep it from because what I did I got I got a chance to uh, beta test EverQuest Online Adventures that was for the PlayStation Two. So I have a lot of that in my head still too. Before I remember, I remember getting out of the city on EverQuest that first city that you're in, 
and then somebody kills me. And so I didn't know that that could happen. And I'm just like, what the? <laughs> what? You know, I'm freaking out because I'm like, this isn't so cool. Unforgiving. So you remember, you had to so kill like un- rats. Unforgiving. Yeah, I remember and, uh, killing the rats. Snakes spiders. and bats. Yeah. Yeah. So I remember you were in East Commons or West Commons, whichever one it was. And there's like a, a blue wolf running around slaying folks. Do you remember that thing attacking you? I, I, I can't say that I do remember oh, it. I'm man. just trying to. That was me. <laughs> I, I, I had my druid and I, I turned into wolf form and kept jumping at his neck <laughs> and he would sit there and turn that's around just and figure mean. it out and then he finally just ran back to town <laughs> just kept that's pretty funny I, was hope, I swear I was hoping you would say that oh I remember this what? wolf just attacked me and I didn't know what to do what, what's, what's funny about the, the guard thing is that you know talking about level one you're pretty much thrown into the, mm-hmm. the world the, if you were XRs, I know they were the the new uh, lizard man race from Kunark. They were instantly KOS to everything human. Like if you make your character oh, wow. and you leave, all guards will kill you. But um, I did a, a hero bra- hero bracer quest on my um, warrior. It made you get you had to get like max faction with the the guards in in uh, Kalethan. But by doing that, it also made the guards in Freeport yeah, hate yeah. you. So my entire EverQuest yeah, experience involved me not going to Freeport <laughs> yeah. un- until they made it to where you could fix your <laughs> faction. But uh, God, it was it was so deep, like so many. Lord, I, so I, feel, yeah. I feel I, I feel like I feel like I'm obligated to continue to play because I've devoted so much of my brain power to you know this system. This really is a, it's almost like learning a foreign language. Crazy design like that because you don't want to quit because you've already dedicated so much time to it. That's the draw. It's like mm-hmm. a, an addiction. you got to dedicate a lot of time to it and you start getting addicted to it as you're powering your character up and then I don't want to quit because I've already spent so much time that I just wasted all that time. I don't want to waste yeah, any more time. I don't want to w- waste the time I've already wasted. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I mean, it really is like that. So let me uh, let me ask y'all uh, this question, you know, because y'all are talking about lore and everything in your characters, and I know a lot of y'all have basically had one character through a lot of this story progression. Like, what lore drew you to want to make that character that you have? Because I know <laughs> Hollywood, you had Druid, uh, um, Coach, you've got a warrior tank type of character, and uh, Edgy, I don't know which one you have because we haven't discussed that much, but what drew you to make you want to do that character? That, that I think that would be something cool to know. I want. I made a druid because I wanted to get twenty plat every time I gave somebody sal off in the uh, off, in the, <laughs> off in the main spot. That, I swear that's exactly why I made it, it. In East Cumberland, <laughs> what was that main area that you get all the different stones? What was it called? Oh, that 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 was Nexus. Well, no, not Nexus. Plane of knowledge. Good, plane of knowledge. Yeah. Yeah. Plane of knowledge. Yeah, plane okay? of knowledge. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you sit at plane of knowledge and get people sal, and then you get twenty plat. <laughs> Such a selfless oh. reason to make a character. <laughs> that's exactly why I made us. I mean, I'm tired of giving everybody else twenty. I want to make twenty. It's it's interesting that that you mentioned pain of knowledge because that that totally changed the game. Yeah, before yeah it the, made it smaller. You had to run everywhere, right. sit off in the cave, you had to, or, or, or get a, a teleport from a, a wizard right. or a druid. And it, it, I think it turned a lot of people off to the game when when you talk about running from Freeport to what was it? Kithakor Woods going across both common lands. Take, taking zones. a boat across the ocean to to, oh, yeah. <laughs> to Kunark. It takes a day to you're get really, there. You just have to, you're, you're, I can't play tonight. I'm trapped. You're really, talk, <laughs> you're really talking about like um, 
like 30 to 45 minutes of real time just traveling in a game where you get nothing from it other than arriving at the destination. <laughs> I, I, I still uh, I still read the EverQuest page on Reddit. And the other night, somebody had posted the uh, a symphony performance of the music that played on that boat. Yes. <laughs> and it, it, it was like a blast from the yeah. past. Uh, I don't even remember because all you could do, all you could do was like <laughs> sit on the sit on the deck and just chat with your buddies while just this virtual chatting. boat is yeah. So let me ask y'all this too, because y'all were talking about days, and I know that in some games certain things only come out at night or only that day. How were the day phases in this game? Like, were they real time days or were they a game standard day? Oh no, it's it's definitely sped up from they're not real time days. Uh, I don't know what the actual like percentage is of what a a game day is to a real day. I used to know that, but it's something like ten minutes is an EverQuest hour. Yeah, it's, it's yeah, some, something like that. It, it, it's it's obscure, but it's consistent. Right. You you can okay. make plans based on it. Yeah, you're talking about people being a holes in the game. I had to do this one time with my rogue, which is awesome. I was just playing the rogue character, you know, and so LP, there's a uh, rogue. So I was the rogue and he was a hunter. And that was a lot of fun back in fell when we had, you know, you and uh trip and um, fits fizz get. And I think the, uh, I think the, that's it. That's the, the shamans was Lachlani, I think. Lachlani, yeah. And S- Siri the Druid before Siri the iPhone existed. Oh yeah, she yeah. Was, Siri the Druid. She, she was she she was Gimel's wife. <laughs> and then uh, yeah, that was a lot of fun. We had a good a good group. And uh, but me and LP would just kind of go. I mean, this was the beauty of the game. I mean, it really was that you could kind of just say, "Let's we're kind of bored. Let's go figure this out." So we need to make some money. So where do you go back in the day if you just two mid level characters? I don't even remember the name of the place it was, but it's wherever the hill giants were. So you go there and kill those, and you're supposed to get like it's twenty platter. Uh, Wrath Mountains. Yeah, Wrath Mountains. And so he'd go post up on a uh, broken down castle right in the middle of the hill where that little area was, and just do his tracking. And then uh, he would tell me where one is. I would just be facing and say, okay, I face the same direction as him. He'd say, okay, one's west, northwest, west. You know how that tracking keeps mm-hmm. telling you which direction. Mm-hmm. I don't know if there's a rogue and just stand by one as the dude's killing it and just jacking all the stuff that the that the hill giant has <laughs> and running off. Well, when he kills it, there's you know the, the guy that kills it gets nothing. But I, yeah. I stole it all. And so <laughs> what can they do? Yeah. They're just screaming, stop, stop it. But like, what is the GM going to So they were telling on me and stuff to the GMs and like they would come back and I'm like I'm a rogue man you know that's just kind of what I do I steal and, and I was asking like does that really come out of their pockets is it or is it programmed to like you know drop does it does the loot spawn as they die and he's like you know he had some s- smart answer like uh well of course giants have something in their pockets what do you mean when they die I'm like dude come on man it's just I'm talking to a GM <laughs> you know but so instead of people reporting me I would just Okay, I got tired of people reporting me, and then I would just uh, run by it real quick, like I was going somewhere else, and scoop, do one little pickpocket and keep going. <laughs> it was so much fun, man. I love that. Then I'd go well, hand to- all the stuff to him, zone my druid in, teleport him to Nexus, or you know, and then head head back. It was all awesome. well, t- talking about the loot. The loot. I, I already, I can already answer that question because I, I remember even way back in the the beginning of EverQuest, there was a couple of couple of monsters that you know loops random 
But if they had the item you needed, they would be holding it in their hand. <laughs> so it, it, that, that tells me <laughs> that it true. has to be yeah. pre-programmed. That's true. But that, I've never heard a story like that before. <laughs> yeah, we did. But that's, like, that's perfect like role play. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's what you do. You <laughs> just steal it. And we made, you know, I, I get my druid, and then I would go cast uh, strength on him or whatever so he could walk. And then we'd go back because he can't teleport the druid. But we had it all planned out, man. We sit there and came up with it. And we'd make, you know, 150 plat or something in a few minutes. And go to the go to the, go to the pub. <laughs> but, uh, oh, that, that that's a, another thing I learned the hard way on EverQuest. You get drunk, and the, the screen the screen starts going woo, woo, just like a real, and you can't you can't function. Yeah, it's it's you funny you mention that because in some of the later content, they've actually brought that alcohol tolerance skill into some of the quests, like there are quests that require you to get to a certain level of drunkenness. And start fishing while you're drunk to complete the the quest item. So yeah, it's it's pretty funny. I wish they would have found a way to implement the languages. You they know. have done that too. Yeah. Okay. Good. So there is a and, and Alaris. Alar- yeah. I think it was the expansion. You couldn't even get the spells without learning exactly. The language. Yeah. Yeah, and there are um, there's some items, the charm items, that uh, it's a, a special item that. It gains its stats based on a certain number of things that you've done. So, for example, if you've gotten a certain number of achievements in an expansion, your your charm is more powerful. And there are some that the more you max your all your languages, it's more powerful. So they they bring in these little things to keep you doing all these random little you know skills that they have in the game. Um, so yeah. But between that and trade skill, and that was like that was how we used to geek out in our downtime is we would we would just sit there and like spam talk yeah. to each other in different languages to level our skills up yeah and and you, and, you, and sit there by the by the um the fletcher or and keep making arrows or we would even jump in the water and just stay there while we went to bed at night to level up our skills. yeah yeah put a water <laughs> I mean, we run like, like in a such, circle or something we, we were so like devoted to this game it was like it almost got more important than, than real life. I had to, I had to jump in. Uh, and that's funny you say that, but I mean, I've, so I'll jump to that in a second. But I jumped in. We were, had to swim across some. We are going to some quest. And, dude, you'd have thought I was like shouted out some massive hate or something to Ever, about EverQuest when I, when I swim. was like 80. And everybody was taking off and leaving me. And they're like, dude, get your swim up, dude. What are you doing? You know, I was like, what? When do I swim? Put it, up, put it overnight. <laughs> auto swim <laughs> like it's the stupidest oh, thing gosh. you don't have it done God, i'm sorry guys well if if you were a cleric working on your epic there was an island that you had to swim to in the largest zone in the game the ocean of tears so you got your your swimming skill up real quick i just remember it would take me i don't know half an hour to swim to this place so was that tim timorous deep uh uh yeah 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 that was timorous deep right not ocean of tears yeah that's right yeah. No, the ocean of tears is the, is the ocean that Timorous Deep is right, in. Right, right. Yeah, it, it was, it was, it was before you. And then there was a dragon in the water that the would dock. kill you. That was like for the for the druid epic. That thing got me so many times. I hated that. that so the druid epic. But you were talking about real quick the uh, the uh, just kind of became like real life. I mean, it really was. I was at full sale at the time when I quit playing this, and LP had quit playing it at one point because he was. Uh, he called me up and he's like, man, I said, hey, do you sell anything at the bazaar? And he's like, no, nah, I didn't sell anything. I had my, my big seller, I came in and 
some dude just cut my throat on it, you know, like <laughs> just cut him in half. He's like, it's just like we're talking something big here, man. And so he, he was just, he worked it with Carter and he just on the tractor all day. And he's like, man, I've been thinking about this game all day long. That's all I can do, you know? Mm-hmm. So he, he, he started seeing it get to him. So he gave me all of his stuff. And he's like, man, he didn't want to either. He's just like, well, whatever. It's going to help me get off of it. So he did and he got off the game. But like I said, I was at full sale and I remember you talk about the, and this is another thing that they, they don't implement. It's kind of like the AA in other games, but your uh, ultimate weapon or epic weapon, it would take weeks. I mean, it would take a long time to do a quest that's yeah. massive. That is sick. I love that. But I mean, I had printouts, you know, and all this. <laughs> and then I remember going, dude, I'm spending more time researching a game than I am, mm-hmm. am actually at life doing something, you know, productive. S- subscribing to Alakazam. <laughs> yeah. T- so, so I didn't have to get their ads. <laughs> and so, yeah, I remember that. I remember I had, I had, you know, documents on documents and I'm researching all this and I'm like, what am I really doing here? You know? And that's when I quit playing. I was like, this is getting out of hand here. Yeah. That's why it goes back to what I said on y'all's first podcast about the people, like the pioneers, the people that did that epic quest before the people that went and chatted with the vendors and got the dialogue and got the drops. I mean, it's, it's almost like a skill that's totally outside of the people that go 30 and one in Call mm-hmm. of Duty. Yeah. It's, you have to have some serious devotion yeah, to do. go through and do that, to camp a spawn when you don't know the spawn time, you don't know the placeholder. It's just, maybe they all like, talk to each other behind the scenes or something. Somebody knows somebody, but there are people that do that. And some people, in fact, I mean, Edgy, you're kind of one of those uh, people when it comes to uh, Destiny. That's how we all met. Uh, you, you guys oh my like... Gosh, you well, brought it up. You well, I mean, it because, I know, but... I didn't you know, do You it. guys <laughs> like going to the newest raids and trying to figure it out. Me, right. I'm the opposite. I let you guys figure it out, and then y'all just drag me through this thing. There's a certain up. point. There's a certain point when if it just hasn't gotten anywhere, we'll look it up. But it it's that kind of blind going into a place and seeing it for the first time. You know, starting the encounter and seeing what happens and trying to figure out the puzzle initially um, is fun. But yeah, we're not gonna be the, that person that tries to figure it out from scratch every single time. And we actually have been successful a couple of times and figuring it out and actually knowing what to do. And we'll say, you know, we'll call it quits for a night and say, okay, we know how it works now and then come back and beat it the next night. So that's always really fun. But yeah, we're not going to beat our heads against a wall trying to blindly figure it out. So, but yeah, it's always amazing when people can, can, you know, finish a brand new raid in what, like four hours, just, uh, just knowing how to do it. Usually it's something like the, the guy has like, total resistance against some element or something or maybe he has a damage shield on and you just you see when you're yeah. hitting him you're losing hit right. points you just stop doing it and but the the, the culture is so skewed now to, toward i'm just going to get the best equipment i can i'm going to run up to everything and i'm going to attack it and then you know, I told you last night, Morgus, that that camera on Monster Hunter was pissing me off. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Because, because I, I, I'm used to the the camera focusing on the enemy for me, and it's just it, it's another element mm-hmm. of difficulty. And, but you know, I'm I'm getting better at it. It's just you brought that good point up too, though, in that text too. But and it really is something just as simple. But it's true. Attack is triangle and circle. 
the two buttons furthest away from the center of the controller. No, that's weird. Not furthest away, but you know, like why wouldn't it be attacks? The whole point you play a game is to it's beat something down. Square and X. It needs to be X always and square. And square. Yeah. <laughs> and, I, and then item use is something that you got to go out of your way for because you don't do it all the time. You know, I mean, that really is a simple mechanic. That I mean, I guess you can change it and. Uh, and Monster Hunter, however you want. There's a lot of customization you can do that we didn't even scratch the surface on. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, something that's simple, but I don't want to get derailed. But that, that's just yeah. certain things in games you don't, certain rules you just don't break. Well, I got something that will bring us all back into uh, the EverQuest discussion that I want to ask, because I want to know this from y'all too, is, you know, you're talking about these quests, going out and do these quests for this long, extended amount of time for this one piece, one item, one weapon, one piece of armor, whatever. What was the one piece of armor or weapon or whatever that you just really just, you know, beat the game up over? You played it forever to get that one piece of whatever. What was that for y'all, and what what did y'all do to get that? Let me tell two stories real quick since mine's going to be short because I don't have the knowledge that these two got. But uh, the first, they had epic weapons, and then they started having epic weapons part two. And you're like, man, I'm not doing that. But then you look, this is what they did to kind of reel you in. Then you look at the weapon, you're like, whoa, look at these stats. This is absolutely ridiculous. I got to get this weapon. And I was a, a druid to get my, I never got my druid weapon, but it looked cool. It was a sword. It had like leaves and stuff floating around it. And you just knew when you saw it, this guy's got this epic weapon. It looks sick. And it's perfect for a druid. I think it had mana, deal where your mana recharges faster too. Um, but you had to kill the corrupt catfish. And dude, <laughs> dude, I knew the place. I mean, I remember this very clearly. That's that's just a testament a to what it is. Corrupt catfish. Yeah, you got to find a corrupt one in this lake, and so you look online. And again, you had to, you had to list you had you know yay thick of just documents on how to uh, figure this out. And I knew the placeholder, like Mitch was talking about earlier. And dude, I killed this thing so many times. Not the corrupt catfish, the placeholder over and over. So many times that I was like, this has got to be wrong. Because, I mean, I was hours sitting there killing this thing. And and then it finally spawned. And it was like, you know, oh, my gosh, there's, if that's him, that's the, that's the guy. And I attacked this thing. It jumped out of the water and started just coming at me vicious, dude, and beating me down. I had to start because you're killing all these catfish. It's just like, okay, if I can't root and then I chant, you know, uh, what it was it configuration or something like that you know a couple you knew you knew the pattern bloom 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 and this thing just came out charging it did not have the same pattern you had to learn it on the fly and you've been sitting there for hours you know killing the same thing and it all and if it kills you i mean you gotta hope nobody else goes in there and kills it and gets their little piece off of it if you play now i'd probably summon you <laughs> then i had the rage bringer for the road which was super sick it had haste on it like a 40 percent haste and haste <laughs> is like the best thing you can get and I just did a quick story about that. LP had the ranger, like I was saying, and we always would duel. Because I, I convinced him that if I challenge him to duel at any time, the whole, everybody within the zone sees that I challenged him at the duel. If he don't accept it, he's a little punk, you know? <laughs> so I said, if I challenge, so we'd all be sitting around talking to these randoms. And I would just challenge him in the middle. He's just like, dude, <laughs> you know, now I got to do something about it because I look like a punk. And I was like, yep. So he would, uh, he said, right, let's do a duel, man, but no spells, no poisons. I said, all right, no problem, no poisons. So I started beating on him, and I had a, and I just got this real weak weapon in my offhand that would, it had poison automatically on it. So I didn't put poison on there, and I'd hit him, and it'd spin him around. And I, he said, man, you spun me around, and that rage bringer just tear me up in my back. And I saw his little character. It was a big battle, and Fell Omen was all on. I remember announcing what we were going to do. 
And then he ran off, and I saw those hands try to light up because <laughs> he's trying to chant a spell. And he's just like, dude, what happened? We were the same level, and everything. He's like, what happened to your guy, man? I was just like, rage bringer, dude. Those ethics are game changing. They need to have that in every game. <laughs> yeah, I really wish they would bring out an Epic 3.0, sort of. Uh, as much time as I spent getting the the 1.0, the 1.5, and the 2.0. Um, Especially for a cleric, the 1.0 was, was your res stick. So you didn't have to memorize a spell to be able to res people. Um, now there's an AA for that. Um, but there Are were... Are those epics still good? Are they still good? I use my 2.0 so much now in raids. The click on the shield. Yeah, the click on the shield. I uh, use it all the time. The clerics actually got really lucky. The 2.0, we were the only ones that got a shield. Everyone else got a, a weapon. So we could wear our 1.0 and our 2.0 at the same time, which is pretty cool. But yeah, I spent a lot of time, my 1.0, um, you know, camping stuff, camping stuff underwater. Um, There's one time um, I was in Nagoffin's lair and I was camping this goblin, uh, Lord Gimblocks. And uh, I was camping him for like a week straight every day for hours and hours. He's on a 19 minute, remember this, 19 minute spawn timer you know, sit there, kill his placeholder over and over and over. And it happened to be the one time that I get up to go to the bathroom that someone comes in and he spawns and someone KSs me and and gets the item. And I was like, are you kidding me? But luckily some friends came in later and helped me like clear the whole zone and he, he spawned. But yeah, it was just that that was that was crazy. Um, and then the 2.0 was um, was a little bit different because you even in um, years later when this came out you needed a full raid to be able to do them and I wasn't in a raiding guild so it was unheard of for someone that wasn't in a raiding guild to get these items so I would just organize these giant pickup raids and get people from all of the ser- servers say hey you guys can can random the loot when we're done um, we're just gonna get these done and I would just would not give up on it until you know I got those raids done to get that item. Uh, for the shield, but um, yeah, for the cleric, that was the main, the main big item that I wanted. There were a couple other little things like the flowing black silk sash and the fungus covered scale tunic and all those other rare items that weren't as important for clerics, but you still wanted them because you could sell them for a lot. But um, yeah, there, there are tons and tons of items that were, um, they're still pretty nostalgic to this day. So do you ever play WoW? Uh, no, I never did. Um, so that came out in 05 and I was still playing EQ. I, I remember all the EQ players kind of, um, it, it was kind of a rivalry there for a while. Uh, WoW was just, uh, it took EQ, you know, that, that whole play style to the next level, but no, I never did play it. What about EverQuest 2? I tried to play EverQuest 2, um, and I just never really got into it. It, it just, it was a totally different feel to me, um, and it's kind of ironic because I felt like I felt like the game kind of held your hand too much, and I like that EverQuest, like having to go and figure things out and not having you know exclamation points over over NPCs' heads, who you're supposed to go talk to. Um, so I, I didn't really, I never really got into EQ two. So that's the exa- exact same story I had. Yeah. So you tried to get into it too, didn't you? Uh, I was supposed to say, yeah, coach, coach, just like he's chomping at the bit to say something there for a minute. <laughs> well, it's just. It doesn't even feel like a true sequel. Yeah, did you? Is it even going on now? EverQuest two still? I think so. Hmm. It's not as big as EverQuest, I'm sure. The the guy Brad McQuaid that made EverQuest is actually developing a new game right now. And if you if you look it up, it 
it has a very EverQuesty feel to it. Um, the name slips my mind right you now. You said it on the he Dragon the Warrior one, uh, podcast. He, he was the guy behind Vanguard, and it just flopped. Yeah, but, I was excited about um, Vanguard when it was coming out, um, and I just I know people were really disappointed with it. But he he is he is obviously it's his you know brainchild. But um, I I remember um, the Warrior Epic. There was an item that dropped in the plane of sky, and the mob that dropped it death touched. But it pretty much means that no matter what what you have, he killed you with one one hit. So you pretty much have to take yourself up there and uh, have somebody eat the death touch, and then you continue to kill him. You know, with who's left and. I just I, I had my 2.0 before I ever went back and finished my 1.0. It was more just the warrior looks like two lightsabers, a blue and a red one, and you can combine it into one. But as far as by the time you get it, you probably have something better. Yeah. But um, the the item for me that I remember devoting the most time to, all those items you mentioned were from like Sevilus and mm-hmm. Gulk. I remember it was like. The, the the tunic uh, lamentation was oh, a sword go. that dropped mm-hmm. there, and I had two of those. The lammy. I look like <laughs> yeah. I I look like I love the way my character looked having two identical ninja swords, and um. But I, at this point, I was like you. I still wasn't in a raiding guild, so I had kind of hit a roadblock, and I wanted to join this German guild. This is after I moved to the the well, yeah. I moved to the server to, to join this German guild. But to be a warrior in a rage, you have to have some type of weapon that will hold mm-hmm. aggro. And the the best one at the time was, uh, what was it called? Blade of Carnage. It, it dropped from the uh, Avatar of War in Velius, uh, yep. which happened to be a raid mob. But this was a droppable item. But it sold in the bazaar for like 300,000 plat. So rather than try to kill the mob that dropped it, I would just do like what you were talking about, camp the tunic, camp the uh, FBSS, you know, things I knew I could sell. And I, I raised mm-hmm. the money to buy this, you know, pivotal item I needed. And then when I got it, you know, they, they took me into the deal. <laughs> <laughs> but now you're a little entrepreneur there trying <laughs> yeah. to get all the money to raise the money to get that. that that's, now, that's a smart yeah, move yeah. when you have to be a but, solo but, player. But, mm-hmm. the, the, but the funny thing about it is that several raids into the guild a better weapon was was rotten so i just got to loot it and have a, a better weapon. <laughs> that's, like. that's just, how it goes just, the, the, <laughs> just the, the the whole culture now is for the the damage to be greater than the delay like every a bad weapon will be like 25 20 but back in the day we were talking like 9 19 right you know 10 10 25 was a good weapon it's just it's totally it's not you know, it hasn't gotten to the EQ2 wow dumbing down state, but it, I think they call it mudflation in the community where that a form of development is just to keep letting the players do more damage to mobs that have more hit points. <laughs> you, you're just, you just go back to the old content and you can solo raid mobs. Well, one thing that's unique to EverQuest that I remember is that, and they may have taken it out, and I need you guys to tell me, but no other game has done this either. EverQuest is actually a, a pretty great game for an MMO because it's just so massive. You can really get lost in it. Um, and when you come back to it, you are lost. I tried to get back into it. I have no idea what's going on, so I just quit. 
But, uh, you know, you used to could, before they had, they, they were trying to figure this whole thing out, the economy. And at one point, like a plat was more valuable than a Japanese yen at one point. Wow. Uh, yeah, because it's just, so they got they got several different currencies. You got uh, our uh, methods of currency. You got bronze or copper, silver. So 100 copper equals one silver, 100 silver equals one gold, 100 gold equals one plat. So people would just destroy their uh, silver and uh copper because it just would weigh them down you had weight that you had to uh maintain so you could run around but uh used to could um i can't remember the name for it now when you started a brand new character and he's kind of buffed up because of all the good gear he has uh, so he's getting power leveled kind of uh, i thought there was a name for it but like there was no level requirements for 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 weapons and armor and stuff at first remember because everquest is like one of the first ones we got ultima online but uh, and I'm sure there may have been a couple others, but EverQuest is one of the first ones. So you could start a brand new character if you already have a level 60 or whatever it was back then, 50, and give them all your good gear. And now you've got a brand new level one. With is, is Twink the word you're looking for? Twink, yeah. yeah. That's why the fungi tunic is so valuable because you can still give it to a yeah. level one. But they you know, they, they made it now to where uh, is it everything still now have level requirements or they, they change that or no drop and they didn't have no so, drop. yeah the answer to that is kind of twofold so um most of the set gear has a level requirement that's you know it's it's relevant to the levels in the expansion so for example my stuff now will be required level 106 uh, recommended level 110 or whatever. So it's like that for every expansion. It's also not tradable, so it's no drop. So you can't even trade it. What they've done recently, though, is in the the newer two expansions, is there are droppable items that are a little bit better than raid gear. These are non-visible items. So, you know, your jewelry, your belts, and stuff like that. And they drop like, I don't know what the drop rate is. Let's just say one in a million. I've seen them drop, I think, a total of three times ever Jeez, now. Jeez, one in a million. And they sell for millions of platinum. Wow. So it, there's been a little bit of controversy around it. People saying, oh, well, you can just get a raid uh, caliber character now for nothing. But no, this stuff does not drop often at all. So you don't see it around very much. So, yeah, I mean, it, but that stuff still has the required level. I think it's uh, 105. Um, so you, you can't really twink a character nowadays to, to answer your question simply, <laughs> but there is stuff yeah. that you can do. But you know, you see the, the, the merit behind that back in the day because they didn't, they didn't know, or they didn't even think about that. People do exactly. that. And then, the, and then the no drop items, you know, that kind of messed up the economy and that's probably what inflated the plat so much. Yeah. Uh, because you'd have, you know, if you just were already had a level so you kind of see how it, how it folds out. If you got a level 60 already and he's got good gear, he sells it for what he doesn't need, gets something that he needs for, like, say, a monk, starts a brand new monk. So yeah. he just bought the, the in-game gear from somebody else because there was no such thing as no drop or level requirements at that time. That's something World of Warcraft came out with. It's interesting you mentioned weight and can currency. EverQuest was one of the first games to where if you got, you had enough stuff in your bag, you just couldn't move. Yeah. And eventually, you know, they, they came the weight reduction bags, which there used to be only a few of those. You could get like the bag of Evil Eye. I think it was a light burlap sack. Mm-hmm. And these drop from like hard mobs to reduce your weight by 15%. Yeah, that, that stuff doesn't nothing. even matter anymore. Because <laughs> yeah. everything's weight that, reduction and it automatically converts your, your... Yeah, it automatically converts your copper up to platinum. And it used to be where you had to uh, run across the world to a bank 
to convert your copper and and silver and stuff and now I mean uh, that it's not really even worth anything anymore especially if you go to uh, if you go to a vendor now instead of saying you know this item is is 10 platinum two silver three gold whatever it says uh, 10 point whatever platinum because the other stuff just doesn't even matter at this point so yeah like you said it everything's become so inflated and if I had to list off the top of my head the things you need to buy to buy with platinum it's very limited um, I mean maybe like some stat food and drinks and uh, and, and player made items there's just not a whole lot of stuff to buy platinum mercenary on. Rent. yeah yeah exactly the, the mercenary yeah. upkeep cost um but, but yeah, yeah, I mean, it's, 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 yeah, that's something new. Yeah, the economy is is definitely very very different. So what's what was the expansion after Planes of Power? Uh, Luckland. Uh, Gates of Discord. Oh, after Planes Gate. of Power, yeah, Gates of Discord. That, yeah, that, that was the one that 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 drew drove half of EverQuest player base. Out. That drove me in I further. Because hmm. it, 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 it wasn't like fantasy, it was alien. No, okay, so and, uh, that, which one had the adventures where you could go on adventures? Lost Dungeons and Norath. Lost yeah. Dungeons. That, that, that's that the one I'm talking about. Quest. Yeah, that's when they first introduced instances. Yeah, the moon is where aliens came in. <laughs> yeah, I didn't I didn't get one with aliens. Yeah. LDON is the one that, that, that was their cried to the community to not leave after Gates of Discord because it was so yeah. hard. By the time by the time Gates of Discord, the expansion following it, people still hadn't beat it because it was so hard. It was so overtuned because everybody was coming out of planes of power, you know, really well geared up and they overdid it with So I've mentioned this before, but I bought the, the gold pen that had all the way up to Planes of Power. And I don't remember anything about moons or aliens, so I missed some expansions. That's what's kind of good about it. So you just didn't have certain... I didn't have that expansion with aliens. I had Gates of Discord because I remember those adventures. And I love those because you could be a solo player and just go on these adventures and get these adventure points or something where you could buy the gear. You're, you're, you're talking about uh, Lost Dungeons. Yeah. Oh, um, yeah. G- Gates, of, Gates of Discord was almost... It almost was all raids. Like there was no group game. Okay. Everybody just, everybody burned it, but burned out on it. There was one like chainmail piece or something. I'm just trying to think out thinking here. Uh, but there's one chainmail chess piece that was a ton of points. And they had something happen where they, and it was, you know, I don't know. I'm just making a number of 1500 points. Let's just say. And um, at some point I went there and checked with the vendor and it was like 150 instead. And I bought it. And I was like, dude, what's going on? Like the next day it was patched back. I guess there was a glitch or something that they didn't realize, but I got it right in that little window. And it had like three, uh, that's when they started introducing like jewel slots or something you could have in your armor. Uh, yeah, augments. Augments, that, yeah. yeah. That, and so, that was the one good thing that came from uh, from Gates of Discord. Well, that's what I got the then. augments. Uh, whatever it was with his No, no, you, you, you're, you're talking... You could buy the augments with your points from the adventures in mm-hmm. LDON, but just the concept of augments came from oh, I see. Gates of Discord. And the only reason I remember that was because there was a terrible quest called Breakdown in Communication. <laughs> that was, it sounds it was terrible. Like, it, it was like 10 times epic quest, but the end result was an augment. And the augments, you know, would go into your pieces of armor, but it was like Edgy was saying earlier, augments can almost make 
the night and day difference between a character now like AAs do. Because just imagine you have, what, 20 pieces of gear, 100 hit point augment, and every one of those gears is 20,000 hit points. 2,000 probably. Very sick. Are you familiar with the, the purity system now, too, and heroic stats? So, so, it it the, gets the even deeper. It's crazy. I remember when augments came out; it was mind blowing. I was like, "Okay, this is this is going way too far now. I can't I can't handle this with these little items going in items. This is weird. Um, like now, that's not even anything. Now you have all these the, extra the stats. Yeah, was... the power sources and heroic stats. It adds a whole new level of complexity there. Um, it, it, but yeah, yeah it's that, it definitely that, such the power a character part. The last thing that yeah. Well, I was sitting here listening to this. And I'm like, oh man, this all sounds cool and everything, but it all sounds like German to me. Oh yeah, no, I- it all sounds like German. <laughs> we, you so, said we would geek out, so we are geeking so out. I, I want you to, but <laughs> but but for our listeners out there, we might have some listeners out there that don't know EverQuest and are listening yes. to this to try to figure They're out. They're not they listening play anymore. It. That might not be, but let, let's let's hope they are. And so, so if they're still listening, and, and for me too, it, you know, me being a person that's the outside looking in, what would you talk, tell somebody like me to get me to play the game? You almost have to have a support community now. Like you could you could bring in a new character into a, a, a group of friends, you know, that are pretty much current on the content or bring them into a guild and and to start out at level 85 is just night and day from starting out at level one back then because nobody wants to go back and babysit somebody in a a zone where they get no experience (laughs) but um oh yeah they do that on WoW too, where you oh, if you sign back up, you get a hundred and I don't know what the, the hundred ten level character, but you start off as a mage with all the spells and everything. You have no idea how to play the guy. You got to go experiment, so it takes just about as much time almost. You, you need you need guidance. Yeah, I mean it's more than more than anything. You still it's still a little bit of a skill based game. It's not just you just oh I got my stuff now, so I'm, I'm a good mage or I'm a good wizard or whatever. You still got to know how to play your character. Yeah, I'll say this because I've actually been doing this recently with a returning player. We started him at level one and I have been um, with him in those low level zones, just pulling like the whole zone for him to to be able to level up and stuff. But what I tell people is, is, you know, don't be anxious when coming into this game with this huge learning curve. Just jump in. And the more you play it, the more things will become familiar to you. And I mean, I'll, like there are, I think, still 30 to 40,000 active subscribers in the game. Um, server population is in the <laughs> <laughs> server populations in the thousands on the servers. I think I looked up the number of uh, 106 to 110 characters just on my server. and It's like 8000. So, I mean, the people are there and there are people. I'm the type of person where I, I love to just sit down with someone and teach them how to play a class. And, you know, cleric is my expertise. That's the one I know best. But I know the basics of everything else. And it's fun. You just you just have to dive in and not you don't want to take it slow and, and just because it, it, it will take a while. You know, the grind to get to the top does still take a while. So if you just jump in there and let people have fun with you, it becomes that much more fun. And the, and the people are there to help you to do that, too. That's great what you said about starting them off at the beginning because each class has a unique skill. Like clerics are healing, uh, enchanters are, are mesmerizing, you know, monks are pulling. But it's everything is all it's all relative. 
like a, a level one cleric healing uh, a level one warrior is the same thing as a maxed out cleric healing on a raid. You're looking at a hit bar depleting and you know the casting time of your spell. And you know what I'm saying? It's, it's just a skill. You, you level up, you get a better version of the same spell, but it's, 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 you have to learn the basics. Yeah, and there's no pressure jumping in to be the the best character out there. You know, you you get in there and let um, you know. Like I said, there's a little bit of a learning curve, but no one's expecting you to go on every single raid. No one's expecting you to be able to as a tank to tank the highest level stuff. But if you can get in a group and just have fun and see the dynamics of the game and the mechanics of it, you know, you can just sit there and hang out with people, and before you know it, you've gotten like ten levels. Um, and you're learning as you go. So it is a little bit mind-blowing when you step in there at first, um, but every time you realize there's some skill there that you didn't even know you had, and now you can use this, and you're that much more powerful, um, it's pretty awesome. And then um, just getting in and seeing, again, seeing how big the game is, it's still uh, probably the biggest game of its type that's out there, and so much stuff to do. Um, I will say for anyone that is considering maybe trying the game out, they have an achievement system now. Um, they've had it for, I don't know, 10 years now. So that, that kind of guides you through it. Um, and, you know, it doesn't hold your hand. You still have to um, ask about things and, and, and figure things out a little bit. But um, there, there are systems in place to help you get started. So oh, they got, Do they have maps and something this simple, but maps in the game built in now? They do, and they're actually player developed. So, um, well, so it's add-ons. Yeah, they're. I mean, they you you download them and they go into your maps file, but they're player developed. So, and they're done really, really well. Um, it's not like a um, a radar system or anything of that nature, but it, it's still there. It, it you don't get some little gold path to tell me where to go. Actually, yeah, that's what I need. Yeah, oh, they do, got they that do now. have that now. So they've you learned. Can, you can control find and find players and find NPCs. Um, obviously, not like the mobs, but you can. Yeah, it'll lead you there. That was the biggest thing for me that hurt that hurt me the most. And you, any trip and these guys that played that are friends from back home will tell you that I got pissed off so many times because I'm like I'm trying to find one guy or I don't, I'm. It says oh go to the library and plan of knowledge or something. Mm-hmm. You're like where's the library? There's not a sign or anything. That says library. If this was real, it would have a sign that tells me where to go. You know, <laughs> this is not trying to be good. So, but then you go to a zone, like, you know, you'll ask and nobody, you know, I always felt kind of bad about, they're all doing this, their thing and I'm trying to level up and, and they were like, they, don't get me wrong. There was a, they were a real good guild and they really helped out a lot. Um, but you're like, Hey, I'm level 63. Where do I need to go to, to level up? And you're like, Oh, you got to go to, um, planes of power. You know, one, one of these, whatever ones that was that you need to go to. And then you go there and then you're, you're in the zone and you shout out, hey, 63 row looking for group. And it's like, oh, come to the Northwest Junction. And you're like, what uh, is come, that? Come to, come to Giant 3. Yeah, yeah. you're Giant like, names. what is that? Because it's hard enough to get a group. And then you got to be, man, I don't know where that is, dude. And they're like, never mind. Don't even show up if you can't even know where this is. You know, I mean, seriously, you're like, well, we don't want you. And most people, it just depends on, you're rolling a dice again because most people will try to help you out. But there are those few that are like, well, we need a DPS that's going to know what we're doing because they're trying to, because you affect that group if you go in there as an inexperienced rogue, which you just kind of demonstrated, even though you're not, you just don't know where that is. 
but now they got the fines. Unspoken rules like that all throughout the game that, that you're supposed to know what, what, what you said earlier made me think about, I read an article years ago about the downtime built into EverQuest is what made the community like, um, Initially, you know, you'd you'd be in a camp. Say there's four orcs. You'd pull the orcs one at a time. Then everybody sits down. They wait, you know, 20 minutes for the respawn. There's nothing to do but talk to each other, you know. And um, the raids, there's so much prep work in between each raid encounter that you just chill out and you talk to each other. And now games are like, everything is so sped up. There's just no downtime anymore because that because that's what people want. But but EverQuest, you had no choice but to sit down and, and do nothing for twenty minutes for however many however many years. We 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 printed out those maps. I, I inherited them from Trip and Wally, but they would just, you know, go on to Netscape and look them up Netscape. and print them out. <laughs> and you and you got you got a binder of the maps and you knew to run along the zone wall, you know. Because you couldn't go any further. If you were going through Kithcore Woods at night, you hugged that zone wall. Yeah, that's what you got to <laughs> do. You hug the zone wall in the first left. You can leave. You're like, oh, yeah, there it is. <laughs> uh, it's, it's just such so much useless knowledge now. I worked at that when I was going through. I went to Full Sail, came back home. And then I was just, I didn't have my bachelor's yet, so I had to finish that up. So I had about one semester left. So, But I had to wait till summer school to start because I got back from Full Sail like in uh, February or March. So I worked at uh, Catfish One. My buddy's a business that he opened up. He needed somebody to help him. So I was like, yeah, I'll help you. But man, you know, you're in a transition period in life. I was in forest, living with my mom and dad. And then get done with Catfish One. And I'm thinking in my head, like, I'm going to take my laptop. I'm going to go to trips, dude. And we would just sit there till four or five in the morning uh, doing something, you know, because that's kind of who I depended on for quest and just anything cool. I mean, where are we going tonight? <laughs> you know, you just tell me where we're going <laughs> and I'm coming along as the rogue and like, Oh, am I going to get anything good out of this? You know, like, yeah, there's a chance that this thing drops like, cool. I'm with you, you know? And we just would go along. I, mean, I had no idea where we were going or what we were doing. Um, and I was just kind of tagging along with this group and I don't know how long I played. Do you remember? I mean, it was probably played for two years, three years, maybe. Yeah. It was a couple, couple of years. Yeah. And so, but I mean, to it's like, as you were saying, it is massive. I mean, there is always something to do. But, I mean, for me, when I got back in, if you do not have a guild that's willing to help you, and um, you're going to get so overwhelmed, you're probably going to be like, man, I don't have no idea where I'm even going. And some people think that they would like that, and they may. Because every single thing has a, um, you know, drinking. You get your alcohol tolerance up. Uh, making potions, languages. There's several dozen different languages to learn. Um, sewing or tailoring, um, blacksmith, the whole thing. And it's just, you know, at that point, you're just cool to have, you know, I like doing poison making. It's just unique to the rogue. But, you know, you put poisons on your guy and you go in there and, and do some damage or something. One thing I do like about uh, EverQuest that I really remembered is that if there's a critical hit, and this is back in the day, of course, if there's a critical hit, everybody sees it. <laughs> and that was, that's just, I mean, EverQuest is brilliant. I mean, it really is. That loud sound. Well, no, that pops up, you know, Lockie hit for 
Oh, yeah. 2,500 and said parentheses. That, that was before everybody started using the chat filter to not, <laughs> to not see it. it. Oh, okay. Well, I thought it was like a force filter, you know. Yeah. <laughs> you now, gotta see it. now you have a, a third-party software where you parse everyone's DPS, and that's where all the, the accolades come from. So, yeah, people, people will post those parses after a big fight, and you see who tops the parse, and... I'm just always happy as a cleric if I even get anywhere near the parse, but I need to be healing anyway. So but you got the heal part. Yeah, yeah. More, more, more motiva- uh, motivation to to compete. But it is funny you said that talking about coming home from work and where are we gonna do tonight. I I remember when I was living in Clinton when I was in grad school, and it was a raid for my 1.5. There's a an an underground fort in uh. It's somewhere in Kunark, but it was part of a later expansion. Um, and whatever for whatever reason, the, the item I needed was there. So we scheduled a raid at like midnight. I, I, t- I took a cab home from the dock <laughs> to, to, to go to that raid. And, and <laughs> Dre and them, none of them could just fathom how something could be so important to me that I would <laughs> yeah. you know, go, go home from a party to do this and... And we wound up getting it, but that—that's that was how important it was to me at the time. You lost me at the dock. You lost <laughs> me at the dock. I was like, when you said, that, I was like, oh my gosh, man! I remember that place all so well. LP would have like this is War of Warcraft, but he had like five thousand gold, and he'd come back in the next day. We start playing. I'm like, dude, how you doing, man? I said, man, my money's gone, man. <laughs> like what happened? <laughs> man, I got drunk last night. <laughs> I can't manage. I need to upgrade my blacksmithing. <laughs> I didn't care how much, it, how much it was. He would just buy it all. <laughs> like, dude, you gotta get that out of wrap, oh. dude. That's a that's a little, little warning sign. <laughs> well, well, I well I, I still do that even in even in uh, Monster Hunter. I, I went ahead and, and crafted that bone armor you were talking about last night, clear and. It's just like all my, the chainmail I've maxed out is essentially worthless now. But at the time, that was all I knew, and I was dumping all my resources into that. But if I did, I guess you have to research it beforehand, but I was too caught up playing the game. But I've got my bone armor up to like level three now. So. You got to play that edgy? That could be dangerous for me because I am that type of person that loves the loot grind, um, as you can already tell. So I know it would take it would it would take up a lot of my time. I think I would enjoy it. Um, uh, my husband uh, Kuiper, he's been playing it a little bit. He had a little bit of a tough time getting into it, but I think he really enjoys it now. And he, wants he likes me to, to play with the group. Yeah. So, so if you play Monster World Hunter, my advice is until you hit level eleven. Don't worry about leveling your armor. It's almost no point to level it because the next mission you fight, or the next monster you fight, is going to give you an armor that's one better than that. So don't waste any of your armor spheres or your armor sphere pluses into armor that's that that you get for everything at hunter rank uh, ten and below. Okay, check. So just basically go grab your stuff, get what you want. You level up your weapons. Don't level up your armor. Don't worry about leveling your armor. Yeah, but you get to Andernath and you get slaughtered. You have to, but see, you're going to have, I disagree because and we've, we've got slaughtered three times last night trying to, three people trying to kill this thing. And clear is a monster hunter, what, 10? I'm 10, 11. I'm hunter, hunter rank 10. Right Out now. of what is it, 999? 999. Like, why? Okay, well, yeah, you don't have to get into that, but. 
That, that, that That's future-proofing, I think, is what no, they're Yeah, but basically. But you got unlimited armor spheres. I mean, you're going to be able to get any little stupid, uh, what are you, bounty. You got to do bounties and you get an armor sphere for get it. Get bone armor. Get bone armor and level it up to where, so you'll, so what it happens is when you get uh, bone armor, you go to level up your bone armor, it takes one or two spheres to go to the next level. When yeah. it starts taking three or four, just go ahead and ease off on that. Just when you get one or two. <laughs> well, that's what I'm saying. That's what, that's what I'm saying. Once you get past the bone armor, that's what you hit is that. Because no, like you said, level eleven. Well, level level ten, level level, I'm level ten, five, level five, and I would just I w- be. Uh, well, not I would, It's only only Anjanath. Once you get past Anjanath, it's nothing. Like it, it, like Anjanath is the first roadblock you hit in that game. But everybody past that is nothing like compared to that. Um, somebody that I that, that I was playing with, they were like, "Oh, I'm having problems fighting this new uh, new new thing called Odagarin." Man, I beat Odagarin by myself, soloed him, and soloed him like ten times before I even played with somebody else, and had full Odagarin set before I went and started helping SOS, helping with SOSs. Uh, same way with I call him the uh, Bony Roly Poly. He's a uh, uh, Radaban, he's a just a big old dinosaur with bones all That's over. How him. you remember their names, man? And so uh, I, don't, I don't either. That, that blew me away last <laughs> he knows night. All it. Y'all talk about it's it. real detailed I, I with game knowledge. I love this. I, I love this game, and I'm dragon. getting really into this game. <laughs> so that's good. why I'm that's really good. excited about yeah, this. He knows one. it. So, but um, you, you know, you just gotta you you gotta you gotta look at that, and it and I, it's probably the same way for EverQuest too. When you're playing some of those lower levels, you've got those ultimate armor now. It sounds like for y'all and ultimate stuff. Don't really dump all your time into that. Mm-hmm. You know, move on and and grow up to the bigger things. I got to tell you one thing about EverQuest because I kind of want to go to start talking about Monster Hunter real quick in our last few uh, minutes or whatever, but. So LP and I would be remiss if I didn't mention this. So he just got into the game, and so we're like level. I think I'm level fifteen, which was monster compared to level two, you know. And uh, we're running around in East Commons, and I'm like, man, whatever you do. And and he called me about this. He still remembers it. He called me like before I went to Vegas for that month, probably. So it'd be two months ago, uh, and we. We chopped it up for about three hours. Um, he's still in Japan. But anyway, he goes, man, you remember we were walking around in East Commons? And I'm like, yeah, you know they have a hill giant walking around. You just kind of, okay, leave him alone. And so we're running around. I'm saying, man, let me tell you how to play this game, dude. You just go and kill this spider. You get this silk. And silk, you get a, you know, you get 20 stacks. You can sell it for like, you know, 80 platinum or something. And dude, that was just, you rich at that point. And I said, and so you're running around and you guys might have some knowledge on this, but, uh, there's one little NPC running around named Kendall Gix mm-hmm. running around. <laughs> he's like a dark. I'm just yeah, dying out laughing. Dark if LP's listening to this, he's he is dying out laughing right now. <laughs> and uh, and so I'm like, man, there's Kendall Gix right there. You see him walking, you know. Just, just get, don't don't even cut. And so he just kind of stops and looks, <laughs> and he just chases us, and we're running because he will kill you so fast. This NPC running around killing newbies. That's his whole purpose, I think. Yep. And so we, we run off in this cave and hide, and uh, we're like, oh, we're going to stay in here, man. He'll go away. You know, he'll go away, dude. Don't worry about it. And we had the team speak or whatever. We were probably on a cell phone at that time. We step out of the cave, and we peek around a corner, you know, and he's like, he's just standing there looking. You know, and he's still out there. Go back in. You know, it's hard. To, and so you had to worry, worry about Kendall Gix. And he called me. He's like, what was that guy's name? I, said, I don't know how I remember it. Kendall Gix. 
That, that that was one thing EverQuest got wrong was uh, Kindle get line of sight aggro. <laughs> like if, if you piss something off, it would hunt you down. Yeah, he would. He was, unless you, he would unless camp you, you left dude. the zone. Did, did yeah. either of you ever fight in the Oasis of Mar? Did y'all ever go there? There, yeah. there was uh-huh. a Lockjaw, and then Lock, the, yeah, the, you know the, the a hole players we talked about. They would they would come in and get a train of specters from the island in the middle of the oasis and train them around the zone and kill all the level you know like sixteens in there and all the time that that was really fun when every zone had that one little hazard in it that you had to watch out for um, that was always pretty cool yeah giants were always one of those so uh, I, that was really fun from back in the day you might know y'all. Y'all both might know this, one of you guys. Like, there was one zone that Trip was telling me about. I never got to see these cool zones. Kendall Gix was the height of my, like, <laughs> little little killer in there. But, like, one zone you go into, and, like, every, like, 10 minutes or some some random person would die in the zone. Oh, wow. I, what? Is that, is that true? You remember that? Do you remember that, Mitch? Is that true? Or am I just it, hearing this wrong? Back I, in the day? I, I, it was like a zone-wide emote from a, a, whoever the god was in the zone. Is that before that guy killed him? Is that in Plain like, of Time? Not, Maybe. I don't know. I just thought I remember hitting like every so often. I don't know the time. It frame, sounds like something they would do, would but yes. yeah, it, it it does. It it sounds familiar. It sounds like uh, the the zone wide chat would see the the NPC talking. He would call your name, and then you would maybe he would summon you or like summon you, and then. Mo- but that's how massive this game hit. is. I mean, these guys are still playing this game and you still don't remember. There's so many different things that you could go back to and remember. I think it's worth mentioning, you know, as we're starting to wrap it up, that that these are real places to us. You know, like when you say East Common Lands, you might as well say Newton or, or, more, or Lake, you know. It's like, even, even though these are in a, a fake, Made up game world, <laughs> it, it, immediately, <laughs> it immediately, like, you know, it, I think of a place, a real place that I it's was like the Matrix, at man. one time. <laughs> what yeah. is reality? It's, well, and to give our listeners mm-hmm. a, a, an idea of how big this game is, just since you were talking about this, this game has roughly 25 expansions to it. Yeah. Just sitting yeah, here I think it's, I think it's at 23 it. right now. It's roughly, yeah, it's, it's right right around that number. And the last expansion was released on December 12th of 2017. That's pretty awesome that wow, yeah, it's it very recent. Yeah, it's funny. When when I tell people I play it, they're like, are they still making stuff for that game? Like, why do people still play this? But, I mean, it's it's yearly, if not bi-yearly, that they're putting out expansions for it. So They've gone to a, they've gone to a yearly. If you look, like, before... Uh, 2007 and back it was about uh, twice a year yeah. after 2007 it was once a year right from, from this list here and then two earlier in the podcast somebody asked uh, are they still doing stuff for everquest 2 uh, they actually had a an expansion release in november 20 uh, 28th of 2017 so yes no, uh, everquest 2 is still alive as well how many people are playing that um, EverQuest 2, I think it was half as much as what's playing EQ. So 15,000? Roughly. fifteen to 20,000, I think, is what I saw. It's, it's not half as much as About EverQuest. Destiny 2 on uh, Xbox? Yeah, about Destiny 2 on Xbox is what you're looking at. But, uh, and that's, uh, what, what's funny is, is that's actually almost true because uh, of the loss of players on that. So, but, um, so I want to get edgy on here another time. And, uh, and So we, 
I love Destiny One. It was a fun game. I hate that the story got jacked up in the whole story, but the whole the whole tale behind that whole thing that we've already <laughs> talked about a million times. But Destiny Two is just was not good to me. Yeah. Um, and but I would like. Do you like Destiny Two? Yeah, I, I I still really like it and still play it. Um, I've uh, um, since the latest EQ came out and it raised the level cap. I've been spending a lot of time on that and not as much time on destiny. Um, but yeah, I, I've enjoyed it and it, it's, it's had its, its failures for sure. And I, um, I can agree with people on that. I can see what the gripe is. Um, but I may have had a little bit of a different experience than the people that have, have kind of given up on it thus far. <laughs> and that's what I, that's what I want to do. I want to get you, you on here some yeah. and let you guys give a positive spin on this whole thing. Yeah. I'd sure. like to have edge. I'd like to have edgy and her significant other Kuiper on here and have them because they have a very much pro look at it. And I'm not knocking them for that. Cause I think it's great to have the whole, you know, liking a game, especially when it's, having this turmoil inside of it, but having the whole pro versus con look at it and have a nice discussion over that. Cause I think that would yeah, be a and, fun discussion. And, and likewise, I appreciate the people that are critical of it because that's the only way that a game can get better. Cause if, if no one, if everyone just quits and doesn't say anything, then how is it ever going to get better? So I'm, I'm grateful for that input too. And I'm in a super weird position because I really want to love the game, but I'm having a really hard time loving it. You know, I'm having a hard time loving it. I mean, I've invested. I mean, like you, like you see, if you go onto our uh, onto our Facebook page, I took a picture of my collection there. You know, on the top, you see all my Destiny stuff. I mean, I, I've strong love for Destiny. It's just like, how in the world can we make this game? back to what it was to the greatness that it was and right. i'd really like to have that discussion yeah let's let's definitely do that what i hate about the the most recent dragon age they released <laughs> I, I, I wanted i wanted to like it so bad but it's i awful. liked it. It, it is, i thought it was good it, but but compared to the the first i played the, the first, first one three, the first one and the second one is good but this this, this one is just like they knew that if they, they knew when they released it, people would buy it. But you're not alone in saying that. And I, and I didn't play the second one. I mean, everybody's kind of talking about that on this game. And I enjoyed it. I mean, I, I thought it was a really good. I thought it immersed me really well, and uh, I, I liked it. I, I, just, I, did, I, did, I didn't want to, you know, get into the game itself, but I understand what y'all are saying because I don't play Destiny. But when you're so invested in a game that you want to love it, even though it's not lovable in its current state. You get in love with the lore and the whole universe, but mm-hmm. um, so Edgy, do you guys have uh, you and Kuiper have a, like a deal where whatever game he gets, you're able to to download as well. Yes. You got two PlayStation fours at your house. Thing ever, yes, two PlayStation fours, two Xbox ones. Um, so you can play Monster Hunter anytime you want to. Yes, okay, yeah. So I could. It's already downloaded. Um, in the, right. in the way we do it, so H and K. Send them. Yeah, we got a H and K. We made a H and K. We made an H and K squad. Everybody out there listening, if you want to play with us, look me up on uh, PSN Clearfire. I'll get you in the H and K group. We'll we'll help you out. We'll help you get wherever you want to go in the game. We'll you know fight things. If you just want to go hunt little bugs, we can go do that. I, I love playing this game a lot. So Good. Um, what I would love to do is I'd love to do. I would love to do a monster. Hunter World Primer. Not like a review, but just kind of a discussion of how you get started because it's 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 such a 
it's a good challenging game and and like like uh, edgy said earlier her husband kuiper had a hard time getting into it at first because it's like oh my gosh it's overwhelming of how much you can do in this game and there's real no there's no direction in it it's kind of like everquest you just do you know yeah you've got your quest and everything they're they're giving you the 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 fight buttons in the middle of the fight (laughs) and let me say this real quick to uh clear i played monster hunter and i still own it monster hunter world uh monster hunter ultimate i believe that's what it's called on uh wii u and i played the s class hunter so that's like the highest rank i believe but you start getting to where your 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 hunt it, it would drop you off in a random spot you don't get your little camp and it would tell you to kill or capture it's always kill actually two two different mobs so you had 50 minutes to kill two different ones uh and so i played a lot of that and i loved it but just playing with you guys uh it's a different world so if you're playing solo and you're enjoying the game there's no disadvantage uh I mean, I don't see how to say it, but with two people, two or three people playing with you, it's a it's night and day as far as the fun factor. I love playing with you guys more than I do solo, and I yeah, play the heck it out of it. It really seems like the the different weapon types that you roll complement each other. Um, it's two different games to play it solo and with people. It really is because I've done both. I super enjoy the uh, playing together with people, but the solo gives you such a different challenge. So if you're looking for it both ways, I mean, like I said, come hit us up on the. It's, we got, like I said, we got H and K squad. You can be a member of eight squads at one time, and they're all got fifty members plus. Uh, you all you need is members. One. So <laughs> yeah, all you need is one. All you need is the H and K squad. But uh, we'll help you out. We'll help you do whatever. You know, I, it's I, just, I like what doing is it. H K H N H little N K. That's the squad. But you can't go. That's the only bad thing about this is you can't go look up the squad. I have to send you an invite to the squad. So you got to get a friend's invite in the real, in the Facebook, or the, excuse me, the uh, PlayStation world, yeah, PSN world. I got all my little social networks checked up. Yeah, just hit us up. I mean, you can even hit us up on Facebook, and I'll add you. I'll, I'll add you, however we need to. But I mean, we'll help you out on that game. Um, like I said, I really would love to do the Monster World, Monster Hunter World Primer. I think that would be a lot of fun discussion as well, too. And we'll do a, a whole discussion, talk about some basics and everything like that. Um, also, too, I really want to get Edgy back and Kuiper as well and do a Destiny kind of breakdown again. You know, just a discussion there with the two opposing sides. I think that would be a really fun discussion Sounds as well. Sounds good. So, H&K, we got me, you, mm-hmm. Kuiper, yep. Orion, yeah, Orin. Orin. Coach, or Orin. And Coach and is there. Rue, is Rue you'll, have, you'll have Ruin. I th- think Rue got an invite. I'm not sure. I'm trying to get... So we had a clan from Destiny that we're also bringing into Monster World, a Monster Hunter World, and they're joining in with the H&K as well. So they'll have... You know, we have several groups going on, so that way we have plenty of people to play with, and so we can make sure we can get you in with either a group that's at your level or even people that are above your level that help. One thing I've found about the Monster Hunter World community is they're extremely helpful. There's uh, two Facebook groups that I follow. It's uh, Monster uh, Monster Hunter World PS4 Good Edition, and it's a whole joke behind that. But they're extremely funny and helpful. And then the other one is uh, is for North America, whether you're on Xbox or PlayStation 4. It's for North American people only. So either one of those groups, go look them up, join them in. But uh, but we got that. You know, um, one funny thing I will say about Monster Hunter World is is if you see somebody with a Japanese name and they have an open session, join it. 
they will drag you through everything. It's just like they go ballistic. Like these guys, like the, the, the Japanese have been playing this game for so long that they love it. And, and it, it is crazy. And they are so amazing at what they do in that game. They, now, if you're trying to talk to them, you're not going to understand a word they say because they always speak just Japanese. And they'll, if you, you try to actions speak for themselves, but man, <laughs> yeah. they will, they, they will tear up stuff. So when you see a Japanese uh, named person join you, Man, just sit back and enjoy the ride because it's usually pretty good. Are you playing it, Edgy? Are you going to get on? I'll get on. I'll get on. Right. Oh, we yeah. got her in. I'll, okay. I'll try it out. Awesome. Clear, clear. let me ask you a question yeah. uh, before we go. When you join an investigation mm-hmm. and, and you own somebody else's game, when the when the the monster dies, does everybody get their own loot in their game? Yes, yes you get your own loot. Because I ran up to it and looted it, and then I started feeling like a like a. Well, the thing the thing is with the thing is with Monster Hunter, you can stop somebody from looting it, because if you go there, because because you know you can hit each other, which just you know basically kind of stuns you, but not for as long. You can go there and hit the person constantly and keep them off of it because that, that's been going around. But you Why can you, you can carve tricks? it out. <laughs> well, the thing is, is the thing is, is the carving only gives you three extra items on top of your rewards for it. If so, you roll with me and Clear, we're capturing. I, we're going That's for captures. The only thing we can't capture is Elder Dragons because they're uncapturable. But you know, we'll, we'll, we're, we try to capture everything because you get bonus loot, and uh, there's no carving at the end, so you don't have to deal with that whole headache of fighting people for for that in case something like that happens. Mm-hmm. That's what that's what was attacking that castle last night. I was fighting was a elder dragon. You had to like shoot cannons and the list. Yeah, you're fighting. You're fighting. Zor- you're fighting Zora Magdaros. Zora Magdaros is <laughs> one that you never re- is one is one that you don't <laughs> ever scary. really kill. Um, what was so, the name of the guy helping me load the cannon? I don't remember <laughs> that dude. That's some. That's some. That's some crazy NPC there. First uh, soldier but, uh, one. But um, <laughs> it, it's it's. It's a lot of fun, so if you want to play it, come play with us. And I hate to take up our time on the back end of, of this one, but we'll we'll definitely we'll definitely have a podcast uh, of of Monster Hunter World and and some other stuff too. So you asked Edgy, where did you get your name from? I was going to ask you that too. A uh, random Xbox name generation. Oh really? Yep. Nice. That's actually pretty all. That's, that's pretty awesome. Yep. Um. So I mean, usually those don't get you anywhere, but I was like, oh. I think I'll go with that. Now it's, uh, you know, my license plate on my car is edgiest. So, like, <laughs> nice. it's, it, it yeah. has fit me. So, yeah. yeah. Well, she's kind of like me, but mine's not a generator. I actually created mine. Uh, it started with uh, back when I was about 12 with my other one of my other buddies from, from growing up. We were big into trying to learn how to hack. And so it's like you had to have your little hacker name. So I came up with the name Clear Mist. But I'm like, I can't spell it like that. I have to. (laughs) So you just altered it a little bit. uh, Different things. And so I was Clear Mist for a little while. Well, then I was like, okay, well, if I'm on a game, Clear Mist doesn't sound like a cool name. Let's do Clear Fire. That sounds cool because, you know, I want to hide and shoot things. Clear Fire. It just makes sense. And so that's how I came up with it. And I've literally had Clear Fire since I was 12 years old. I've used that in everything. I've got my email is that. You go to my Facebook page, you see the clear fire thing that I the banner that I created. That's it. You know, it actually played really well when we were playing SOCOM. People laughed about it. But when it ha- when things happened, they were like, Oh my gosh, your your name fits perfect now. So You had Soul Garden for a long time, which is pretty cool. I did like, have Soul Garden, it was yeah. Soul Garden, like G U A R D I N. Yeah. 
Soul Guard, like Soul Guardian. Soul my, Guardian. Mine was my a- AOL screen name in, in 1995. Yeah, I was going to tell you about <laughs> coaches. Every time, coach, <laughs> he came from. Coach is his real uh, nickname. Uh, and so, if you, so many times just growing up, we'd play uh, pool or something at uh, Gadrock's house. And every time you beat Coach at it, so the way that pool works, you know, if you're all, all hanging out drinking or whatever, and you play, you're playing pool, the winner gets to stay on the table. The loser has to go, and whoever has downs or whatever goes next. Well, if you beat Coach, could never stay out of the game. He always has to put some input in. And so, but if you if beat you lose, Coach, you get to help the next player. <laughs> if you beat Coach, you got an award for beating him. He could show you a trick or something because <laughs> he wouldn't want to get off the table. <laughs> so it was like a reward. And then he'd always try to teach you how to shoot the next shot. So Coach stayed around forever. That's, but RX is because uh, you got a doctorate. Yeah. Okay. So he's a doctor. It, it's it's, it's, doctor it's weird because it's weird because back then, I don't even really know that I was interested in pharmacy. I didn't decide I want to be a pharmacist till I got into organic chemistry and realized that I liked it. And I didn't want to be a teacher. <laughs> well, I uh, got my name. Did I know where I got my name from? Not the, the new one. You know what? Christy asked me last night where Hollywood Cole came from, and I had no idea. I think it's isn't it a western or something? No, <laughs> no, no, no. When you when you learn how where it came from, you'll love it. I'm trying. I'm looking at it right now to try to find the exact uh, track out number. It's a but song. It's, uh, yeah, uh, you know. Uh oh! Oh my gosh! Is it a rap? Is it, it is it a rap song? Yep. The newcomer is going to get it. Oh, gosh. Dude, you call this out. All I'm hearing in my head right now is Hollywood. I don't know. Am am I close? Oh, give me, give me, give me like an era. hmm. They're still playing now. I'm I'm doing good so far, right? I mean, okay. (laughs) Yeah, it's a rap song, but it's not Hollywood. I'm trying to look it up and find the exact. You ever heard of a little song called Spodiote Dopalicious? No. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Go look up Outcast. Okay. Outcast. I'm looking up right now. Outcast. I'm trying to figure out the Outcast album albums with Spodiote. Because I got it off of LimeWire back in the day. LimeWire. Oh, <laughs> oh that, that's like Kazaa, wasn't it? So, it's the one. It's Spodiote Dopalicious from Outcast. I remember that song. And so, yeah. he's like... Uh, you know, he had the trombones playing, and and he just start talking. You know, uh, I don't even know, but he says, he says, man, <laughs> you just gotta hear it. Man. I don't even tell it. So the Hollywood really and the Cole come from that song because he says, who else want to f with Hollywood Cole? Because he said, wow, <laughs> you know, okay. you just gotta hear it. Okay, you just gotta hear it. You can listen all to right. Spodio to Delicious all the way through because it is it's real deep, man. That's the one that took me. I'm gonna start calling. I'm gonna start calling you gangster. Whenever we're, yeah, we're playing listen. Monster Hunter, that's what I'm gonna call you. <laughs> but go listen to Outcast Spodiota Dopalicious. Okay, and, and it's a good song too. Yeah, and it's just funny. I know I the love, song. I love, I love that song. Outcast. So I want to. I want to make an announcement. While we have been recording this podcast, we have finally hit 500 likes on our Facebook page. Woo-hoo! So. 
props to everybody. We're at 500 likes. Let's keep it moving. But I, I want to make that announcement. I've been sitting here watching it because I've been watching it. About three or four people have, have hit it. And I was so hoping I watched 4.99 sit for a good 30 minutes. I was like, please, one more hit <laughs> so I can like, announce that's it. That's like camping a, a spawn in EverQuest. I was camping that spot. I was camping that one person to like it. Five hundred likes, guys. That's a that's a big milestone for us. Congrats. And now let's just let's just transfer that over to people listening on the podcast. You know, follow us on the podcast as well. What's kind of weird though, the states that listen to us of all places. Mississippi is number is that they're number two still? Number two, yeah, they should be number two. And like California's like a big one. They're like liking it. I'm glad they like it, man. And then Arkansas and Georgia are like coming up quick, man. All right, California makes up 10% of our listens, which doesn't sound like much, but that's all within the past like two months. It just blew up. Well, I think I think you guys are doing a great thing, but um, I think y'all are doing a great thing. And I think it's awesome that you can, you know, just talk about old games and new games. And, um, you know, I, I, I firmly believe that as gamers, we do it because it's what we love and it's, it's something that we succeed at and it's something that we're good at. And that's that's really healthy for people to do, um, despite all the negativity around gaming addiction and all this stuff. That's another topic, but um, I, I think it's a great thing and um, I appreciate you guys having me on. Yeah, well, thank you, for, thank you for coming on. Coach, thank you once again. Hollywood as always, and I'm Clearfire. I guess we're going to sign off for the night, guys. If you got anything else, you know, hit us up on our Facebook page. You've got our email address. You've got our Twitter feeds. You've got everything. We'll get uh, edgy stuff posted up so you can go watch her gaming and uh, follow her as well. So, guys, thank you very much for taking your time out tonight, and you know, thanks for the podcast. Bye.